be sheer on my feet. I think you get heat talked about it this past Shabbos. I was on a date. I had some weird things happen. It was a Daphiomi. Huh? It was a Daphiomi. This is Rob Harvey speaking? Yeah. He was on a date. Okay. No, I was oh, on a date. He was okay. telling me it over. So when the guy just came in and took a coat, it reminded me of the story. So I had a date with a girl from Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut, which is 70 miles from here. It's a little bit of a ride for a date, actually. But, you know, like when you're young and dumb, <laughs> you figure, what, 70 miles to go out with a girl from, like, a stupid thing. So we meet. There's no kosher restaurants in New Haven. So I went to a bar. They're going to call it a bar. You call it a lounge. It's a bar. That's what it is. It's a bar. Okay. I asked for a palm once. A bar mitzvah? <laughs> I asked for a palm once. I remember when I was dating, I said, like, you know, what's this business that you go in a bar? This is hell. Why is that allowed? And he said to me, are you allowed to go and buy a newspaper in a local store that sells non-kosher food? And he said, hey, how are you? And he said, I said, yeah, I guess, I think. He said, you're allowed to because everybody knows that you're buying the newspaper in the non-kosher store. So that's why we go to bars. So I go to this bar with this girl. Talk about a date I went on once. I was single. Of course. <laughs> anyway. I, I put my coat up in the front of the bar that had like a, a coat rack. But I, I, I left my wallet and my keys in the coat. Stupid thing I did. An hour later, we're sitting there, and the police come into the building, and they tell us that all the coats were stolen. Now, by this guy, he came in, and he stole all the coats. He walked in and took all the coats. So to me, that now I'm stuck in New Haven, Connecticut, with no license, no wallet, no license, no credit card, and my keys. I don't have any keys, because this little Michigana stole my coat. So we, so the owner of the bar told us that we could stay in, well, it's all a collective, all the people that they, you know, we could stay and, you know, wouldn't cost us anything to be there. A couple hours later, they, they caught this black guy, who was, <laughs> this obviously didn't say, who was driving his, riding his bike. With 20 coats, <laughs> and he had on his head, he had like this, this um, light so that it would blink if he would go this way or blink if he would go this way. So the cops see this Michigan with 20 coats. So in this response, it says he's not allowed to be not nice. You're not allowed to be not nice. So don't be that like that black guy. Don't be like that black guy. You're not allowed to be not nice. Guy asked me a question. 
mean, it, it was a very, I, I thought about this last week. What's more important? Mitzvah bin Adam Chaver bin Adam Makam. What's more important? So you really can't say one's more important than the other. But what's worse? The break. Every rabbi I spoke to told me the same answer, bin Adam Chaver. I didn't expect that to be the answer, but that's what they all told me. So it says, this is Parsha coming up, it says that you're not allowed to be not nice to uh, widows, orphans, and converts. So Hoshim Mishpat has a section called Onas Devarim, which means hurting people with words. Did anybody here ever in their life ever get insulted by a rabbi? Anybody here? Am I the only one? <clears throat> no, I'm with you. Just me and you. That's it. The two crackpots. Yeah. <laughs> you also? Oh, noise guy. You gotta be careful. You get, you, rabbis gotta be super careful. You gotta speak nicely. You can't, you can't be obnoxious. I had a, last night, two, two guys, two Hashimina guys got thrown out of the yeshiva in Israel. The rabbi who threw them out called me because he felt guilty. He said to me that maybe he should quit doing what he's doing because he sees that he's like out of control with these kids. Very nice. Nobody goes off the derach because they were learning a Rambam and they had a question in the Rambam. I'll give an example. I'll give an example. And you'll tell me if you think anybody ever went off the derach because of it. The halacha um, is that a king has to be from Sheba Yehuda. It's a special bracha that because of the way Yehuda acted, because Yehuda accepted the responsibility of having, of, of having lived with Tamar, his daughter-in-law, because of that, even though he thought, that, even though she knew that it was allowed because, because of Yibum, right, and uh, okay, but Yehuda accepted the responsibility. many is what he says. And you remember that story in in Bereshis? So he becomes the king. All kings have to be from Sheva Yehuda. Not only kings, but anybody who is in a situation of authority has to be from Sheva Yehuda specifically. Okay. We also know that the Maccabees, the Maccabees, Yehuda Maccabee and, and all of them, what, they, they acted like kings. They took over the rule in Israel of the kings. What Shevud were, the, were they from? They were Kohanim. Did you know that? They were all Kohanim. It says in uh, Al-Anisim, Ben Yochanan, Kohen, Gadol. They were Kohanim. That's why they were all wiped out. Ah, so they were all killed out because of that. But they had a good argument. 
There was nobody that was as good as them. So that, that was the argument. The reason they became kings was because they took over the throne was because they felt that they were the 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 the, the rightful, they were the best of the best, the cream de creme. So what were they supposed to do? What, what was why were they punished according to that according to their logic? So the Ramban says that what they were supposed to do was they should have had a king from Shevet Yehuda like Biden, who doesn't have any brains. And they would be like Obama Lahavdil in the back, making sure things are going the way. No, that, that's what they, that's what the Ramban says. That they should have appointed somebody from Shevet Yehuda to fulfill the the pasuk that Lo Yosef Shev Yehuda that the kingship stays with Yehuda. You get yourself a um, what, what, what kind of king? They call that a. Uh, it's not a fake king. What's that called? Puppet. Like a puppet king, but what? There's a word for that. Biden's not a real president. He doesn't. He doesn't know where he is. So it's not his fault. He has Alzheimer's. Dementia. So let me ask you a question. Does anybody here think for a moment that anybody ever went off the derech in the history of the Jewish people by saying, "I don't like what the Ramban says. It can't be. I'm I'm done with this religion." Is that? Do you think it ever happened? You think so? 100%. I don't think so. Hundred percent. Really there's always something that can uh, turn someone off. Okay. It doesn't. Okay, it doesn't have to be the cause, but it starts it. Okay, maybe I'm not gonna argue because I can't argue because how do you know? Maybe there was one person. There's one person, but usually when people go off the derech, it's because there was a rabbi, and the rabbi did something terrible. The rabbi spoke inappropriately. The rabbi acted inappropriately. I got a call from a guy two year, uh, about four years ago. And he says to me, Rabbi, I got a problem. I says, he says, the person who I became religious, who helped me become religious when I was in the university, at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., is the rabbi that put video cameras in the mikvah. You know? And now I don't know how to react to that. That will cause you yeah, to go confusing. off the derech. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's one guy that went off the derech because of the Ramban. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to... You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe. Acher went off the derech. Okay, Acher went off the derech. Acher was different, though. But, okay. Good point. Woo. There you go. You, you, you're like, with him. Acher went off the derech. There's a whole different thing. Acher, it's a good point. Acher went off of because he saw what he felt was impossible. Okay. Good. It's a good point, though. I like that. It's a good point. But your average person, when you have a rabbi who puts video cameras in the mikvah, right? Yes. That's... You didn't have that. No, I didn't have that, no. Not that, as far as I'm concerned, you know. I didn't either. You knew the rabbi's son? When did this happen? What? When did this happen? 
talking about five years in the past? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. It was more than five years. More than five years. It was more than five years. Not that you were there. You it wasn't that long. It was like 10. It was not more than 10. You I'm always amazed by this stuff. Like, when you have somebody who has affairs with somebody in his congregation, I'm always amazed by it. Like the Rabbi Weinberg, yeah, you know? And you're saying to yourself, like, what do you think? Do you really think that this is going to go on? And everything is going, you know? Like, it... What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Don't you know that one day she's going to get angry at you? And she's going to be in the office because she's the secretary or whatever. And she's going to say, you know, rah, 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 rah. What are you thinking? <laughs> if you need to have an affair, go down to Brazil, go down to Florida. What are you going to have me for? Go down to Florida. <laughs> we don't like Florida. I'm saying, if you, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? What does he think? He's going to get away making videos in the mikvah forever? Is that what he, is that, <laughs> what, what, it's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. I installed a camera. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. You think about all these people. Think about all these people that get in so much trouble. What were they thinking? But the bottom line is that type of Chil Hashem, that type of when a Rav does such a thing, I mean that's extreme, but it, it, it makes it very hard. Makes it very hard when a rabbi or somebody talks inappropriately to somebody or yells at somebody. My mother, I saw something with my mother when I was in the suicide. You know, you can't make this up. This is just. My father-in-law was very close to a certain rabbi. And that rabbi had a big fight with a certain person. Okay. The rabbi was right. In, in that fight, he was correct. Just, you don't know who I'm talking about. You don't know the fight. But trust me, in this fight, the rabbi was correct. And the layman was wrong. Okay. My father-in-law passed away, and he wanted this rabbi, whoever he might be, to speak at the Levaya. He's there, and the rabbi sees the layman, and the layman is, uh, what's the word, like emceeing the Levaya, and the <laughs> rabbi gets up, closes the safer and he walks out in, in front of everybody. The dead body, my father was dead body. He was right, he was right there, you know what I mean? He's right there. It was years. It took my mother long years. Be careful. So stay inside. Let's start. Days. This is days over here. You gotta be really careful. Bono Sagir. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's the simon. Also, Lahonos Bidvarim. You're not allowed to hurt people with words. 
you know how people say sticks and stones they break my bones but names will never harm me harm me it's not true with the thoughts of Rios, you know how I feel. How do you say to be going of thoughts to to steal people's thoughts? Of I just, it's like copyright, right? I had a good question today. Plagiarism. Ask me a good question today. You want to hear? Good question. So you're not allowed to. I don't want to say if your name is Das. How do you say if your name is Das in Arabic? So years ago, American Express used to have um, a credit card called the Starwood card. It was very good for hotels. And I had a lot of Starwood points and I wanted to my brother to use it in the hotel. But I figured maybe I'm not allowed to because maybe it's only made for me. So I called up Starwood and I said, is my brother allowed to use the card? And they said, yeah, that they don't mind. So if Starwood says it's okay, I don't have to be more religious than Starwood, right? That calls me up today. I'm going to show him. So don't ask anybody. Don't talk about this. Because you don't know. Maybe you'll be talking to the guy it happened to. Calls me up and he says, I have a flight to a certain destination. I'm not feeling well. Am I allowed to buy insurance? Flight insurance. After I know that I'm sick, so I know that I'm going to make a claim. When they say that you're not supposed to make a claim on any pre-existing situation, I'll do that. You got it. I'll do it again. No, I got. I got it. I'll do that. I said I don't. I said, certainly not in the spirit of the law. That's for sure not. I don't know if you're allowed to or not, but it's certainly not in the spirit of the law. I told him to call Rabbi Oba. I didn't know the answer to it. I said, it doesn't sound right. I said, how much was the ticket? He said, a lot of money. It was a lot of money. It's a lot of freaking money. <laughs> but you got to be careful. So he says over here. Shame shall not be mega home car. Just like you can't hurt people financially. So also when it comes to hurting people with verbs, with words. Hurting somebody verbally is worse than hurting somebody monetarily. First of all, when it comes to money, if I take away, if I go and I rip his shirt, because I like to rip his shirt, I have a thing to rip the people's shirt. So I can just buy you another shirt. I can buy you two shirts and you'll be real happy. But when it comes to hurting people's feelings and emotions, you never get rid of that pain. You could, you could really 
There are things that people could say. Do you know, I remember, I'm embarrassed, it doesn't matter now. When I, had a, I had a teacher. She was so nasty. It was first, I was in second grade. And I, I still can't get it out of my head. I mean, it doesn't affect me on an everyday basis. On the loudspeaker system, my parent, my mother went and father, my father was at work. My mother, apparently that day, was leaving and left me as the babysitter or whatever. So I get us on the, they had a, an intercom, remember in the schools, the intercom, and it said, uh, Yehuda Zakatinsky, Yehuda Zakatinsky, you'll be, your mother will not be home after school. Please don't make any milkshakes. <laughs> okay. And this teacher. Be first. No, that, that's what is, please don't make any milkshakes. All right. I'm in second grade. And this teacher looked at me and she said, if you keep on eating milkshakes, you're not going to be able to fit in the desk. Oh. I can't get that out of my head. Now, again, it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect my life, but do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I can't. You had one too many milkshakes, Rabbi. PTSD with the milkshakes, you know? So when it's the Mishnah says, I mean, the Halacha says over here, that when it comes to money, you get the money back and that's it, whatever. But when it comes to hurting somebody, sometimes you just can't, you know? Well, you just pretty. can't get the milkshake out of your mind. You know what I mean? You just can't do it. You know, you're skinny. You don't know what it means. You know what it means to be. You don't know when you go and you want to know what evil is? The guy who came up with the term husky. That guy was evil. You ever go to the husky section? No. You never went to the husky section? Or what about for men? What's it called? It's not called husky. It's called um, adult. No, no, no. They, 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 if you're fat, if you're in the in the, the men, they go to what's it called? There's a term for it. Oh wait, that's the it's, one. Big and tall. Not big and tall. That would be nice. It's called um, slum. Oh, um, I know this. Uh, slum shade. No, no. Portly. Or portly. Yeah. Portly. You beautiful word. Portly. So I remember I was like, I went to a, I was getting, I was getting a suit. I said, I can't buy it. I said to the guy in the suit store, I, I can't, he brought me to the Portland section. I said, I, I can't go here. I can't, I can't do it. The guy says to me, what's the difference? I said, because it says Portly. And he says to me, what's the difference? Nobody sees what it says. I said, but I see it saying Portly. So he, he shows me a suit and he says, this is your suit. And he takes a scissor and he cuts the word portly out of it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? The guy, you know what I mean? I mean, Avera's the, the guy who came up with portly, the guy husky. Oh, my God. Huskies. Anyway, so anyway. So he continues. So first of all, when it comes to money, you can give money back. But you can't give money, you can't give back when you hurt people. The next thing is, Zebe Gufo. When you hurt some, when you verbally hurt somebody, you're you're hurting their whole essence. But when you let's say you you steal somebody's shoes, 
Okay, so you steal their shoes, but that's not their, that's not their whole body. That's not their, their whole essence of who they are. I had a, a friend of mine. This really happened. I'd love to see where he is now. He had a Rebbe in, in high school that was so nasty to him, to this boy that he, one day he called his parents down for a meeting and he wrote a star. And the star said that I, Rabbi Cohen with them, have take no achrayas in Olam Haba for, for this kid. Can you imagine? He wrote that and he had the parents had to sign that paper if they wanted the kid to stay in class. I take no achrayas for this kid in Olam Haba. What does it even mean? It, what, what, what do you mean? His statement, what does he mean by that? What he means is that I have no responsibility because I don't believe that he's workable. Oh, wow. No resp- I, I take no responsibility. He's your kid, you do whatever you want. How bad is that? How how bad is that? You know, and I'll tell you just to show. I I never put this together, but he got married, and this guy, a kid, got married, and before he got married, he told me, before he walked down the aisle, he told me that he doesn't love this girl, and but he's doing it because he has no choice. Meaning it was already too late. I told him it's never too late. He got divorced. You never know. Maybe your self-esteem that this rabbi made him crazy. But, you know, man, such a paper. Who knows? And if a person screams out to God because they feel that they've been hurt, they are immediately, immediately they are, they are heard. God hears it immediately. Babe. You got to really be careful when it comes to conflicts. It's like you got to be really, really, really careful when it comes to conflicts. Whether it's financial damage or or emotional damage, you really got to go the extra yard when it comes to conflicts. I love the conflicts because in several places, the Torah talks about how you have to be careful with the convert. So the, it's very important. Now the next thing is one of those lines that the, the Bachram at the table here will not understand. The married men will, and those people who have had any understanding of humanity will. You gotta really be careful about insulting the wife or paying with the wife. Why? Because they cry. The tears come. You're sitting there and she throws something at you. Not physically, but emotionally. She says something at you and you got to take it. And then God forbid, you say something back. Boom! It's done. Did you ever have that experience? Never. Only me. Only me. You've never seen that. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
So now in Dalid, da, no. In da, oh, we're not, we're not playing Dalid. He's like a sensitive. He's a butterfly. When I think of a butterfly, when I think of a little daffodil, I think of this. Joseph, <clears throat> I appreciate that. Yeah. So now in Dalit we start defining. So what does it mean to hurt people? Well, let's talk about some things we could do. Kaitzin unos devar. Number one, lo yomar kama tarota litein chayvitzah. You're not allowed to go into a store and say how much do you want for this. Who ain't a rot and you're not interested in buying. So I always tell over this story. Remember the story that I had with the baseball card? Yeah, yeah. You remember the story with the baseball card? Mm -hmm. My son, Avi, I was so proud of him. He was so popular. Everybody was coming to my house to visit Avi at supper time. I was so happy. Until one day, mother called me up, cursed me out, and said, your son is taking all of my son's money for baseball cards. But I, I didn't know he had a little baseball card business going on. I had no idea. Well, every week on Wednesday night, there's a thing called a Beckett. You know what a Beckett is? A Beckett is a magazine. It's called, a Be it's called Beckett, B-E-C-K-E-T-T, which lists the value of each baseball card. We used to go Wednesday night without fail. I, before I knew about the the the, 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 the shark, I didn't know about this. So we we used to go. <laughs> in a little uh, ridge, uh, Bay Ridge or whatever, some area. I don't know. Little I don't know. We used to go, and there was a baseball card store. Imagine the difference, baseball card store. We used to buy this Beckett, and we would buy a box of baseball cards. He'd buy a box, you know, a big long box. Yeah. And then he'd take it apart all night, go through each card, make sure to see what was valuable. He had a whole thing going on over there. One day I went with him, and I see on the wall, there's a Mickey Mantle rookie card. And it was like, a, I don't make, I don't, I'll make up a number, it was like $1,000. I go over to the guy and I say, listen, according to Jewish, I'm a rabbi, I said, according to Jewish law, I can't bother you to look at something if there's no chance on this earth that I would ever buy it. See, if there's a chance, I'll give you an example. I don't have the money to buy um, a Volvo anymore, a new Volvo. I don't have the money. But am I allowed to go into a Volvo distributorship and test drive a new Volvo Turbo X52, whatever. Am I allowed to? I'm allowed to because if I ever had the money, maybe I would buy it. You know what I mean? So I'm allowed to do that. But I said to this guy, even if I all I, I came in with a half a trillion dollars, I'm not buying a baseball card for a thousand dollars. It's just that is just not ever in my lifetime ever happening. So I said to him, but could you show it to me? Because I'm just interested in seeing what it looks like. And the guy said to me, what a beautiful law, he said. 
all day long. People make me crazy, and I know right away that they're not interested in buying. And I have no choice but to show it to them, because that's what you have to do. Even though I know that they're not interested in buying. They showed it to me, and I didn't buy it, obviously. But that's the halacha. The halacha is that, first of all, when you want to talk about painting somebody, if you, you're not allowed to go into a store and ask uh, the storekeeper to, you know, spend the time with you, and you have absolutely no interest, no interest whatsoever. That was, that's the first case. Okay, next thing. Hoyu chamorim mevachin liknos the uh, the cattlemen want to buy some some uh, some straw for their for their herd, uh, you know, for their cattle. So Yomar Lahem, you're not allowed to say to them, Lahu Eitzel Ploni, yeah, I think you should go down the block to Bob's Bob's granary. And you know that they've got no grain over there. Either you're doing it to play with the farmers to make them, the cattlemen, to screw them up, or you're doing it because you're having a little bit of a fight with Bob's granary, and you want him to have a little aggravation when somebody comes in and wants to make a big order, and he's got to say, sorry, I, I, I can't do it. So you can't do that. You can't play that. You know how to do that game. You can't play that game. You can't do that. You know, because you can't hurt people. That's hurting people. Even though, what I do? Maybe all of a sudden he came in with a, a hundred bar, uh, you know, bushels of, of, of straw in the last five minutes. How do I know? Give me how you know. Everybody knows. You have a friend who's about you. You're not allowed to say to him, Swedish women or black women? <laughs> Come on. You've been there. What do you think? You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. You can't say that. You can't remind them of their past. You, let's say you knew somebody who comes. He's not a gear himself, but he's the ancestry. You look at his face, and he looks Irish. And you say, what's your name? It's uh, Avram uh, O'Connor. Oh, really? Avram O'Connor, that's your name? Okay, so we know where he's coming from, you know? You know where he's coming from. So, lo yomer lo, you're not allowed to say to him, zechor ma'asecha avosecha. You should remember... Just I want I, I, I have nothing against you, but you, you wait your grandparents they were in Germany during the war. Yeah. Uh, were they Nazis? Were they working in Auschwitz? Were they, you know, I have not I mean you're a Bob Shuba, you're a you're you're a Gary, you're a Tzadik, but you know now yesterday they asked me, I tell you this, I I, I felt really bad and I yelling at the kid, almost. Somebody told him that if a person dies before 60, that means that they died because of cars. It's not true. <laughs> because there's other reasons why you could die before you're 60. So he says to me, yes, I can remember, it's a different thing. Yeah. And he says to me, 
My grandmother was not religious and she died when she was in her 50s. Does that mean that she has Karis? I said to him, no. No. I said, she abolished Shiva, so she, I'm sorry. She wasn't, I said, did she ever go to Yeshiva? No. Were her parents religious and she rebelled? No. She's, I said, so she was a Panish but she's not Panish like that. But somebody gave him the bug in the brain. Oh, under 60, chorus. That's nasty. That's like, I have a whole thing I, I tell people all the time. I, I, you know what I'm saying, Kaddish, right? For an Israeli soldier who had nobody. So I, I, I saw that the brother had tattoos on him. So I told the wife of the brother that she should just know that even if you have a tattoo, you're buried in a Jewish cemetery. Somebody came up with this nonsense, total nonsense, that you don't get buried in a cemetery, Jewish cemetery if you have a tattoo. I'm telling you, stop, you think I'm kidding. Stop an average Jewish person who has a tattoo, they think that they're not allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Don't they cut off the part of the skin first? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Let me ask you a question. Do you think they do that with they did that with Holocaust survivors? No. Who had numbers on their arms? A tattoo no. is a tattoo. Being massaged all the good. What? Being massaged because you're destroying the body. You know, you can't do that. No, we don't do that. We don't we don't do that. We, we, yeah, you can't destroy the body. We don't we don't do that. But somebody said that. Somebody made somebody crazy. I, it was probably some some mother. Or if I should say mother, it could have been a father too. Usually the mother's not. So the, okay, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that's sexist. No, it's the fathers that did it. It's some nasty grandfather that came up with this idea that if you get a tattoo of a butterfly on your ankle, you're not going to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. You're going to be buried with all the Christians with big crosses. That's what it so it's not, it's not true. It's just not true. Let's say you meet somebody and they're going through, oh my gosh, such pains, both physical, emotional duress. So, you shouldn't say to that person, You know, Job, Eov, Eov's, his friend said to him, Hello, you're they said to him, listen, yo, they said, you know, God is perfect. So if you're getting punished, you must have done something wrong. So when you see your friend who's going through bankruptcy trial and whose wife just left him and his kids don't want to talk to him, don't go over to him and say, listen, you know, life is tough, but you must have done some bad stuff. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> now, even if it's true, but you don't do that. You just, you don't, that's, you don't, that's what Eo's friends did to him. You don't have to do that. It doesn't mean that we're questioning God. At the end, when a person buries a body and after you put the last sand and you make the mound and you make the outline of a person's body on the uh, body, but you know, like uh, the, 
the formation of a body on the top of the on the top, we say Tzidukadin, which is like saying that we we accept what God has done, God is good, God is always right. So that's not questioning, but to go over to a guy and say, you know, you know, it takes two to fight. If you got, you know, okay, you're divorced, I'm sorry, but, you know, but it takes two, you must be doing something. Somebody asked you a question. And you're sitting with somebody that knows nothing about it. Right? Knows nothing about that topic. Don't, in front of people, don't go over to that guy and say, I know the answer, but I don't want to give you a chance to talk. <laughs> the guy doesn't know anything about the topic. What are you doing? Again, you're hurt and embarrassing him. Next thing. You gotta really be careful not to allow people to have nicknames that are negative. Even if He's used to the nickname. If you have in mind that you're doing it because you want to insult him. There was a guy I went to yeshiva with. He was a little guy. And his his name, everybody knew him as Pitzel. You know what Pitzel means? The little, it's like a pipsqueak. It's like, that was his name, his name was Pitzel. Can you imagine going through life? <laughs> you can't you can't do that. I, I once went in for an interview in camp um uh Heimberlin's camp is called Camp Azriel. Yeah. Heim Berlin. What's their camp called? Camp I don't know. I never went there. As I'm going in, the secretary says to me, just remember, his name is Kugel. It's not Kugel. <laughs> <laughs> name is Kugel. Kugel. <laughs> my wife's family in Far Rockaway, my wife has a relative. The name, they call him Garbage. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage. It's not his name. <laughs> no, that's his name. His name is Garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. That's how you really pronounce it. But it's Garbage. Kugel. Garbage. Uh, if you have a name, you know, there's certain names. There's certain, like, meet. You remember the movie? Uh, no, Naftali. You never saw the movie Meet the Parents? Okay, no. You never saw it? So, one of the family met. Did you ever see Meet the Parents? Azriel, Meet mm. the Family, Meet the Parents. And I don't really watch movies. What the heck? No, Did you no, see? Yeah. So one of the names is. Oh like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't. It's her name. You know, you can't. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Naming. You can't name people names that are just embarrassing. Okay, let's go a little further here. I'll just tell you outside because it's getting late. You're not allowed 
<clears throat> the way they describe it is to take an old man who's a slave and paint his hair. Yeah. Get rid of the gray. Yeah. What that really means is like you can't take a car that's like leaking oil all over and get it steamed. And then, you know, you want to sell it and nobody knows. You can't tell by opening up the hood. It looks like a brand new engine. No, it's not. It's all, it's like, it's horrible. You put SDP treatment and the car won't make noise for a couple days. <laughs> not allowed to do that. And we can't hurt people. We'll stop over here because it's already 11 o'clock. But we got to just be careful. So careful not to hurt people. Yeah. And the way we act, then Hashem doesn't take that out in a good way to us. I know it's late at night, and I appreciate I hope you guys enjoyed it tonight.